First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Terry! Erica! Stephanie! Diane! Barbara! Anna! Jenny! Robin! Jennifer! Karen! Mary! Kevin! Jill! Joe! Sarah! Kayla! Evelyn! Corinne! Alicia! Colby! Michael! Susie! Patty! And our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. You ready? Yes. I can't wait. I'm like, let's see. Oh my <laughs> honey, these are not just clothes, honey. These are clothes. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernez, and honey, this is not just a podcast, honey. This is a podcast. Hi, I'm Patricia, and I'm here for all the special notions. Yay! Patricia's back into the workroom. Um, and so happy to be back with you listeners as well. Just to remind everyone, you can um, find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for The Workroom Podcast. And there also is a cheat sheet in the show notes, and I will prompt you when it's time to click on that link and you can follow along with us. And as we talk about the final designs and runway order, and also to remind everyone that we are on Patreon, um, we're gearing back up to do our bonus episodes when we have time, but bear with us. <laughs> we're all in the middle of a crazy semester. We're all educators. And so um, uh, we will be announcing when those are dropping soon. And also we love hearing from you. So please keep sending us all your hot takes, your questions, a gossip to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. Um, we do have some great hot takes from a couple of listeners that I will share at the end. And then um, this is also going to be like a relatively quick deep dive. So especially if we miss anything, um, let us know. <laughs> give us Give us notes on things that you think need to be noted. Um, because y'all are super insightful. All right. Um, speaking of missing things, I just wanted to say up top that uh, we got a correction from um, our dear listener, Jill, because last week, Neil and I were talking about Aaron being from West Virginia. And I think we talked about Bones also being from West Virginia. But Bones is not from West Virginia. Bones is from Lynchburg, Virginia. So thank you so much, Jill, for pointing that out. And also, uh, Jill, uh, let me know of a really um, wonderful tennis fact about uh, another notable, uh, a notable person besides Bones, another notable person from Lynchburg, Virginia, um, who is 
Dr. Robert Johnson, who is essentially the tennis coach or the tennis uh, father <laughs> to Arthur Edge and Althea Gibson. And this is a wonderful piece of, of trivia and also uh, just history to know about Lynchburg that's not associated with all the other terrible stories I've heard from friends who've <laughs> lived there. So, um, so yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jill, for writing in. And and thank you, Jen, for noticing that my voice wasn't up to par. I know, I know. I, I was not feeling, <laughs> I didn't have a cold, but I was just feeling really run down and it always shows up in my voice. So you were right, but yeah. thank you. Thank you for noticing. Thank, that was really sweet and it really made my day. So thank you, Jen. Shout out to Jen. Yay. All right. Um, yeah, you guys are so great and so wonderful. We love hearing from you um, for all sorts of reasons. Okay, so, all right, let's get into this episode. And here we are. I believe we're on episode six. And um, just like a lot of our other shows, we're opening up in the apartment. And uh, just like all, a lot of our other times in this apartment, we're opening up on this damn juicer. This makes me want juice. I've never wanted to get <laughs> I don't want a juicer but I want to try out whatever comes out of a juicer um is they're always doing it and Octavio is making it super glamorous at 7 50 a.m by making a, a juice smoothie and a champagne flute <laughs> I don't know if you clocked that um it's just re really really interesting and we then we come in on Katie and Chastity having a conversation where they're just kind of done guessing what the challenges are going to be. And it's mostly Chastity, uh, who apparently has been trying to predict what things are. I'm just like, Chastity, haven't you watched any Project Runway seasons in the past? Because, mm. I mean, do you remember when they made the designers go all the way to Coney Island to do a basically a marketing survey for Yoplait's new brand of right. frozen yogurt? Or when <sighs> they made them all sleep on top of the Empire State Building. And then there was that one time when they flew them all to Austin, Texas for a day just to do their third unconventional challenge of that season. And then, Chastity, remember when y'all were trapped inside of a haunted house with Darren summoning ghosts for something casual or maybe something serious, like, <laughs> for a whole night? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, no, don't predict because sometimes they can get a little wacky. But Katie is worried because this um, last week was her fourth time on the bottom, which I didn't mm. notice. Um, so every episode except for one, and that's mm. the one where she got sort of honorable mention um, during the haunted house challenge. And uh, yeah, and, and Katie kind of offers that, you know, it may look like I've lost my confidence, but I'm actually so confident because my parents have instilled a lot of confidence inside of me and I thought um I wasn't thinking about that at all uh, mm. but it's interesting that that Katie thinks that we're thinking about that and I'm actually interested in knowing it mm. maybe you were thinking that too but that's not what I was reading um from her at all yeah I I, I don't think people are crit criticizing a lack of confidence in Katie mm -hmm. I think it's just what Katie's doing isn't really translating for the challenges like people are not really connecting what Katie's portfolio is with what's happening in the challenges. And I see that as a, like a response to pressure. Yes. Yep. I, I always, ever since she t talked about 
always wanting to get an A, that's sort of how I've, that's the lens I've been looking through with how she's approaching these challenges where she's just trying to do what they want so she can get the A. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine, but I feel like that's not what the show is about. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. All right. Um, So they head to the workroom, um, the Dugal warehouse and um christian siriano is sitting there and just is like guess what guys i have presents for you go grab a box and so um they run to the accessories wall which is the wall that christian siriano was actually kind of block all of them off from last week but now he's telling them go go at it go take a box but don't open it um because they have to gather together and open them together um back you know back in their semicircle and they're all, I believe all of these boxes are kind of shaped the same. So it's not really um, uh, easy to figure out what's inside of them. But they start pulling out all of these goodies. They're filled with accessories. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like uh, we have um, Octavio takes out a hat with a buckle on it. And then Project has these gloves and they're all just really, uh, you know, very, very different. We have purses, we have shoes. Um, I, I got really excited about looking at all of these things. And essentially what they're, what they're pulling out are examples or, or products that are made by accessories designers. And um, what they're holding or wearing are um, basically, was basically made by someone that they're going to collaborate with. So the challenge is um, that, there are accessory designers on the other side of the door <laughs> waiting to meet them. Mm-hmm. And the designers are going to um, embark on a one-time collaboration with these accessory designers. So they're going to create a whole new look and the accessory designers are going to create a whole new accessory that they're going to collaborate on um, for the runway. And according to Christian Siriano, because Visa is committed to helping communities in New York City recover and get back to business, Visa is going to give them the winning pair, $25,000 to split. Um, so the the essence of the challenge, it's a Visa challenge, but the essence of the challenge is kind of bringing in the realities of the pandemic on, on fashion and particularly uh, fashion in New York City that, as we all as we know, because we were living here at the time, went on complete lockdown. And essentially, um, everything came to a standstill, including um, the fashion industry. And so these are all local New York City, they call them New York City top accessory designers coming in to collaborate mm-hmm. with these mm-hmm. designers. And um, one thing I we know is that, you know, during this whole thing, like Chantal is really trying not to cry. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a moment with Octavio where Octavio, I, I think most of the designers, when they realize that she's crying, they seem really concerned. But Octavio is sitting next to her and understands that she's not sad, but just kind of overwhelmed by the opportunity of the moment. Um, sure. And we get to hear a little bit about um, Chantal feeling like, you know, she's like, oh, these people, these accessory designers, like I, I, I see myself in them. And the weight of this challenge is is getting to her in a, in a good way. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really just interesting. I didn't like that part, but I was like, I really appreciated hearing Chantal say, you know, it's not just me; it's also my workers who are also single or who are single moms. So mm-hmm. it's not just about me. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. 
I think people, I think people forget that fashion is also that. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was, I thought like Christian's response to Chantal's emotion was sort of like, well, I also, I think Christian can't take the tears. He's like, okay, all right. Emotions. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad, sad, sad. Tears to tears. You know, like I have a, had a business too. Uh, it was rough for me too. I remember I, I lost cu- customers. We lost customers. People weren't shopping. I get it. But I'm just like, oh, but it's, it, it's a little bit more than that. It it was, it's, a, I think about the emotional strain of everything. So, um, so right. So they'll get to collaborate and sketch with their accessory designer. Then they'll head to mood to get their fabric. And then they get to go to one unique specialty store for special notions. <laughs> That's right. I'm here for all of them. Here for it. <laughs> All right. Um, also, I had the, the thought, I'm like, my God, like Project Runway is spending a lot of money in New York City. So. Um, oh, good. good. Yeah, I love it. So the, so the accessory designers come on in and immediately, I think the workroom is just like, yay, new people. <laughs> and uh, the accessory designers are masked up. Um, uh, they're not quarantined together the way these designers are. So, um, so they come in with their masks and I feel like most of them are getting along immediately. Did any duos stand out to you in this moment or anyone that you were particularly excited about from the get go? Not, not really. I mean, okay. I have to say I was excited for bones. Okay. I Why? Like, Bone is a, <laughs> because all we know from the show, I mean, all I know about Bones is from the show, and it's like Bones likes movement. Mm-hmm. This is a very, you know, I mean, I'm glad that what, what Bones, when Bones talked about it, it wasn't like, oh, let's make a Guggenheim. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah. was really excited about about how Bones connected to it as a dancer, as like from a from a place of, of vision and just. Um, fluid connection no pun intended that was real <laughs> but i was also very bored by what octavio got paired with and mm. i was like uh uh we've we've already seen octavio wear something like that yeah yeah so octavio that this is what's really interesting here um oh, so let me like actually uh, that's a good jumping off point because i'm going to uh, talk about who the um pairs are because we get to see bones you already said is with um ashaka givens who is a milliner um then we get to see coral who is also with a milliner named lynn Pake, uh or pack and we have octavio who's also with another milliner rodney patterson and a uh, fun fact about that to come then we have Christina oh. and with Lauren Brinkers, who is a shoemaker, um, a custom shoemaker. Katie is with Rebecca Hakes, who is a vegan shoemaker. And oh. then Chantal is with Aziza Abdullah Nicole, who I don't remember what I don't know why I didn't write down what um, Aziza uh, what what Nicole makes, but um, essentially they collaborate on like a belt piece. But I think um, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's like some metal work in what she does. And then we have Zayden with Akila Stewart who makes um, handbags, but specifically waste management handbags. And then Aaron is paired with Lorna Nixon, another hand um, bag designer. Chastity is with Andres Quintero Betancourt who also makes handbags that are covered with eyes. 
So, so Andres' thing is like these handbags with eyes all over it. And in this meet and greet, um, Andres is also wearing a, a t-shirt with, I think this is the one, or maybe this is the next day. Um, Octavia wears like an, a shirt with two octopi on it with eyes, just like eyes everywhere. Anyway, then we have <laughs> Anna and Sally Reardon, who um, is uh, also makes like, I just think in general, like makes jewelry. Um, and they're going to collaborate on like a chain mail piece to go with the dress. And then Prajay is with Katie Sue Nicholas, who makes um, very high end gloves. Um, and yeah, so th- so those are the people that were were kind of paired with. Um, let me see here. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who. Yeah, the thing with Bones and Ashaka Givens, uh, who, who Bones calls Miss Ashaka, um, is that they had a crystal moment because I think Bones was sort of trying to demonstrate, oh, this is my this is my thing. This is who I am as a designer. And I think like casually touches a stone. And then Ashaka's like, oh, um, here's here are my crystals. And so they have a crystal moment oh, <laughs> together. It. it was so great. That was um, nice. You know I yeah. really like bones. I really, really, really like bones. I do too. I do too. I feel like there's a but at the end of that. And we'll get to it. I feel like we'll get to it as we no, get there's No, there, there's, there's no there's no but. Okay. Okay. No. There there's just the but that, that bones uses to leap in the air, you know, dancing yeah. around, but that's it. I know. There's I know. no other but. <laughs> okay, okay. Um and then we, we get a little bit about Praje because Praje is again paired up with um uh, with Niklos, the the glove designer, and we get a little bit about Project's background, or how, uh, or or sort of what this um, this kind of meet what this means to Project, and um, I just wrote in my notes like I can listen to Project talk all day. Like I think I would love to just yes. hear Project tell stories. <laughs> I know, I really, yeah, I love it. And um, but basically, I think these gloves remind project of um of his grandmother uh back in haiti and um and she would wear peplums high heels gloves and black pearls to church and the church was right across the street um project and niklos um or katie sue niklos uh bond over both of them coming from farming families um Mm -hmm. and how and he and so Project also starts describing these things that also kind of like made me emotional because, like, okay, so because both of my parents are from Louisiana, and um, uh, there are parts of Louisiana that are they're very kind of tied up, and we've talked about I've talked about this before, like kind of tied up with Haitian culture, but um, but he's but Project used to make clothes for corn husks, and um, so did my aunts, including my mother. Like they used to make clothes for um, nice. uh, using clo- corn husk and corn husk also makes like great hair. You know, they would make dolls out of them. Um, but um, Project also describes that um, his grandmother was probably the most generous person that he knew. Like, she, you know, she would take like clothes out of her handbag and would give them to you. But then also she would whoop your ass if you did something bad. Right. And, and never do it again. <laughs> you would never do that again. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then we have a little bit of a um, of a meet and greet with two people who have already collaborated, and you've already said this before: Rodney Patterson and Octavio. And so, um, uh, this is so Patricia. I'm going to send you something in our chat. Um, oh, okay. In our chat right now, and making sure I have that here. 
All right. It's uploading. Hopefully that'll get to you soon. Oh, wait. I got a text. Hold on. Ah! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look at her. Fluffy Ruffle. So we have um, the one and only uh, Fluffy Ruffle, a.k.a. Nalen Blake. Um, yeah, people, in... people, people call her that. But, okay, you know, yes. Fluffy Ruffle. So we have Fluffy Ruffle. <laughs> Wearing, um, <laughs> wearing a Rodney Patterson hat in a bunch of ruffles that could be Katie esque, um, but uh, is sort of like a notch up above what 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 Katie would wear. Um, but it it, it doesn't come off as junior at all. But um, yeah. No. So so Nayland not only would wear everything that Octavio has already made. But um, Octavio gets paired up with Rodney Patterson, who uh, who they they admit they've already worked together. So Octavio and Rodney uh, together have both dressed celebrities such as Erica Badu, for instance. And I think like this is a very Erica Badu hat. Um, and they've mm-hmm. also had uh, Silas pull from their um, from their designs from their collections, and they've been styled on the runway together. Um, and you know, it's just kind of like it's just meant to be. I don't understand this. I don't understand how this happens. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah. So so Nalen knows this designer, Rodney Patterson, and Nalen needs to know Octavio. It's just going to happen. I feel like it's just it's just you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, and hopefully, and hopefully, some of Nalen's like good graces will rub off on Octavio. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh my gosh. So, um, I didn't ask Nalen, but I'm just going to ask to see if I can share this picture. But, um, so we're describing the picture for you listeners. Um, and Nalen, mm. so let's describe it. So, Nalen is sitting with this wonderfully, like, roughly sheer collar that is very Katie esque, but it's sheer. And hold on to that, a la the judging. <laughs> round um and is wearing a raymond patterson hat and is has a very very long pipe um their beard is is um wonderfully cinched with like in the middle and um wearing uh wearing uh nayland's classic glasses it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful Anyway, yeah, and a pipe. Did you say the? Did you say the pipe? Yes, no. yes, a, a very long pipe. It's almost like I would call this. This is the the Gandalf pipe, right? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my gosh, I would call it elongated, elongated Magritte. Magritte. Mm-hmm. Yes, I accept. I accept that as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So your reaction was mine when I opened the photo and I was just like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. My, my reaction was more please, perfection, please. <laughs> oh man. So Octavio says that this match is made in heaven. I'm just like, yeah, no, it it, it is. Um uh I, I think of it as like a like a like a Raymond Octavio Nayland match made in heaven. Mm. All right. So Let's see here. Um, uh, uh want to go to mood? Yeah. All right. So let's go to mood. So the designers go to mood by themselves. So they've collaborated with their their accessories partners, and they're off to make their new accessory based off of their collaboration. And then designers go to mood, and then of course the special notion store. So they meet Christian Siriano there. They get four hundred dollars. <laughs> 
feels like still a lot of money and 30 minutes at mood because then they get $250 at the specialty shop where they're going to go afterwards. Um, All right. Um, Kind of running around mood this time was really interesting to me because we have Christian Siriano falling around Coral and begging her to not use black. (laughs) Um, Chris uh, uh, Siriano finds Coral uh, getting black fabric and, and basically says what Christian and I discussed over coffee last week. Uh, JK, I'm just kidding. Because basically what he says to Curl is what I said last week about the macrame. Uh, but mm-hmm. Christian goes to Curl and like, hi, hi, hello. Um, Curl, um, if you do black again, you'll be in the middle. You'll be in the middle. Yeah. And and I think this is a good suggestion. This is sort of a, a, I can, I can see Tim Gunn doing the same exact thing to Coral. It's kind of like, yeah. push yourself and think about something else because the macrame um, is getting lost in the black. Um, yeah. Yes. So yeah, I totally agree with this, with this moment. Um, Anything else that stood out to you in this time at Mood? I'm trying to think. You know, not really. No. I, um, like for me, this episode is all about the runway. There's yeah. not much, just so you know, like there's not much that I'm like, wow, wow, wow about yeah. it. I thought, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say a little bit as we go, but yeah, same. I'm really excited for the runway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, because like they go to, um, it's called High Trim and Feathers. It's this place that I looks familiar. Um, I've never been in there, but this is, you know, it's kind of like someone calls it Candyland. It's very colorful. It's filled with so many things that are just sort of like, um, I don't know, like possibilities. But they're, of course, they're using this to kind of to add embellishments to their pieces or their garments. Bones, for instance, is getting crystals <laughs> uh, that Mrs. Shaka asked for. Um, and I think this is where Chastity has to get some eyes to go along with um, uh, uh, her partner, Andres. And um, mm. Anna gets something. I don't really remember what it is, but um, she's got this really amazing headdress that she buys at <laughs> the 250. Um, yeah. All right. So after they run around getting all of their things, they head back to the workroom slash the Dugal warehouse. And their collaborators are there. The accessory designers are there showing what they've made in process. So I can only imagine that they're all sort of working behind a closed door, <laughs> like not too far away, I would like to, to believe. Um, but we start, start to get the very beginnings of their ideas for um, the designers' outfits. So we have like Anna, I mean, sorry, why am I saying Anna? Aaron, who's working with Lorna Nixon. And Aaron is going for a bathing suit vibe. And um, Lorna is making this very elaborate handbag that is sort of like like a, a portable picnic basket, essentially. <laughs> and yeah, Aaron is really... Like, yeah, go ahead. An, with like an area for a towel. Yeah. Like it later gets referred to as the, the Swiss army knife of bags. Yes. And Aaron is mostly worried about not going to what do you call it, Hamptons Resort with it. But I thought, why not? I don't know. I didn't see that as terribly bad. But um, especially no, and, with this and, bag. Yeah, and neither would Michael Kors. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> yeah, it, you know, because that's his vibe. That is Michael Kors' right, vibe it is. all day long. It literally is. That is where Michael lives. Yes. Um, yeah. And we have, let's see here. Yeah, mostly. So this is where we get the designers really working with the accessory designers with what they've gotten so far. And it's dark outside. Um, they work into the evening. Um, and I'm trying to see uh, if anything sit out. Like there's something with, for instance, Sally and Anna. So Sally is draping this chainmail piece around the dress form because it's going to be a part of the dress. Um but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very collaborative and it's, um, it's, it looks like it's all day, especially because they're filming in the summer, days are long. And so we do see them when it's dark outside. Um, yeah. So with one hour left, the accessory designers leave for the night. The designers get one hour on their own. And it looks like every, the only thing anyone has any time to do in that hour is you know bones and octavio are both trying to make ruffles yeah. <laughs> in their last hour um there's this wonderful moment where project is asking bones like oh how was your collaboration like how, how do you like the person you're working with and bones is like oh my gosh i think i met my new best friend so Aww. we're we were talking about like if we win um uh, I'm going to buy a ticket to Nigeria, but I think I think that the editors cut out that both Bones and Miss Ashaka are going to go to Nigeria together, and then um, then Bones and Project kind of reach like a, a a a promise where Bones is like, listen, if I win the challenge, then you can crash my trip to Nigeria. And then he was like, hey, Project, if you win, Project goes like, oh, if I win, then we're going to Haiti, bitch, and they pinky swear on it, and it's amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, Loved it. Basically, they're all just kind of hanging out and making ruffles. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we end for the day. They go back to the apartments where they talk a little bit more. Uh, I think this is the one where they get like something to drink. But you know, when we hear a little bit more about the effects of the pandemic, um, Chantal is still feeling quite emotional and touched by this challenge. And this is what, you know, you're talking about before Patricia, where she talks about who she employs and, and her life as um, a business owner and how tough that has been. Yeah. Um, so then we, we go back straight back to the workroom and we kind of see a little bit more of what everyone is making where um, Project is trying to take critique from last week where I think we saw a clip of Elaine Walter Roth because remember um, he made that huge bow for tiny little Tara Lipinski um, and Elaine's critique was that it looked kind of clubbish so Project is going very yeah. um, again using his grandmother as inspiration going um, quite conservative and also vintage so taking from 40s, 50s, Haiti, um, and also, again, from um, his grandmother's uh, um, style. And we also get to, we have this, like, kind of, I feel like shoehorn story in, but I don't know how you feel about this. Hmm. So we get to hear from Coral, who is not working with a base of black, because Coral hasn't just done um, outfits in black, so she's used color before. This is her first time doing the macrame in another color and she's using this red lace fabric that keeps breaking the sewing machine needles and then hmm. this goes into this backstory 
of how she got into fashion that's also associated with breaking needles and also sounds kind of painful for her to retell the story um, because the story is when she was 12, she really wanted to use her mother's sewing machine and her, her mother um, was a seamstress and wouldn't let her use a machine because she's like, that's no, 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 that's mine. This is not a toy. This is for work. And so she's like, yeah. yeah. And so my mom left the house one day and then I jumped on the machine and I made myself a top and then I broke the needle. And when she came back, she was so angry with me because this was, you know, that's like, that's her work. It's a tool of work. But um, I, I actually can kind of relate to this story because I used to break things all the time when I was little. And yeah. I remember always telling myself, like, don't do this. Don't take this thing apart because you won't be able to put it back together. And I could just imagine little Coral being left alone for the first time with the sewing machine. And she's like, okay, let me do this. But I think it's also great that she was able to make herself something. Um, but she broke the needle. And sort of this is sort of breaking needles on, on a sewing <sighs> machine kind of um, brings up these memories in a way. What do you think about this? I thought it was you know kind of weird. I, I thought it was weird because I'm like, well, why? Like, why isn't there a better machine? Like, why isn't there a machine that's proper for that? Why do they have to like, I mean, I don't know. This is like another masking of Project Runway fails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. But oh, you know what though? I have to say, all season I'm enjoying seeing people eat. That's definitely a step up. But now let's work on the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know too. Like, glad you're getting sustenance. Glad that Christian yeah. isn't berating you for taking a break. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Um. Let's see here. Um, oh, what do I have? Oh, my gosh. Christina is making a suit, but also making a paper bag handbag. I felt strange about that. I. <laughs> Why did you feel strange? <laughs> because I thought, wait, are you, why are you competing with the accessories designer? That yes. wasn't the challenge. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, am I weird? Am I odd for thinking that's kind of rude? No, I, I think I because I kind of think that maybe they all would have carried a bag because her accessory des designer is a shoemaker, and maybe this is something that she would do normally. But I agree with you that this is not the time to pull out an accessory that you're making. Someone else is making the accessory, and that's sort of the point, not to overshadow the accessory yeah and so if you have shoes and you wanted to pair it with a purse then maybe don't but i but i i get the impulse because um octavio ends up doing the same thing um but it but it kind of has a little bit to do with the actual um accessory it kind of mirrors each other this bag is an inside joke that i would love to see this on an on another outfit i would love to see this on an every outfit because Christina has been carrying her lunch in this <laughs> in this paper bag and apparently everyone just everyone teases her for it. Everyone gets she gets clowned by everybody. And so I kind of like that this is her way of incorporating an inside joke amongst them, but also because I, I just kind of love that they're still getting along really well. Um and that Christina has a sense of humor. <laughs> um so it's I think it's sweet. It's a sweet homage to the um the other designers but i agree with you i don't think the timing is is great um on this one um all right so christian comes in and you know starts up 
making uh chasing chastity around the workroom because again um we had coffee last week and uh i gave some notes about how he's coming off as an older younger brother and he decided to play that up the saying i think christian is listening to my thoughts (laughs) you know months and months later but it's happening anyway um yeah so so christian talks to katie first and we and I think this is important to bring up because um, Katie is using fabric from home. And that was one mm-hmm. of our questions for um, the second challenge, because quite a few designers were using fabric that they got from home on that challenge. And we weren't told as viewers that this was a thing. Um, so we I think we speculated that that was the challenge. That was like another part of that challenge that we weren't told about. But no, you bring fabric from home, apparently, and you can just use it whenever you want. Um, but yeah, but anything about these interactions in particular with Christian during this time? I mean, I think Christian seemed better, like seemed to be like in their own way, in their own, like, you know, happy diva way Mm -hmm. to sort of be connecting a little bit more and being much more clearer with feedback and with analysis on what they're making. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because um, I think like a good example would be this interaction with Katie. Um, mm-hmm. Where, you know, I I think Christian wanted to also address last week where Katie kind of threw Christian under the bus um, hmm. in terms of yes. thinking about um, her being on the bottom and blaming, kind of outright blaming Christian for um, for steering her incorrectly. Um, but, and so Christian does explain, he's like, listen, I'm not trying to do, I'm not trying to push you to do what I want you to do. The reason why I push you is because I think you're, you do really great work and you can handle it. Um, and I don't want to force you in any particular way. I'm just trying to get you to do what I think you're capable of. You know, I, I think you're capable of rising to the occasion essentially, um, so, okay, so last week, I believe, is when Nalen brought up their suspicion of there being some kind of modesty angle to Katie. I completely missed this until hmm. Katie started speaking oh. about her Mormon background. And oh my gosh. it's in this yeah. moment where I'm just wondering if Christian has, if anyone else has figured that out or if she has shared that with anyone else, hmm. because Christian is asking you know maybe the length is everything here so she's made this she's gone back to making her collars um and there is like a very straight dress going on uh a lot of ruffles in some gap like a gathered long dress not even a shift um and christian is suggesting that it be shorter maybe and katie is clearly uncomfortable with that um and but doesn't say yeah. anything and, and, and isn't communicating why the it being shorter is something that she would be uncomfortable with. So, yeah. Um, because like in, in contrast, Christian then goes to Coral yeah. who was like doing yeah. all sheer. So it's sort of like, you know, this difference of sensibility is going on between designers, but I'm wondering about Katie not really communicating that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I actually, I think that, you know, you called it clown couture so early on. And I was like, well, it's just infantile. But I feel like in the last episode, mm-hmm. 
And in this episode, it's like really, really clown. It's, and it's that those collars that are huge, you know. But when I look at the prints individually, I'm like, oh my God, Katie is so creative. Like those prints are really wonderful in terms yeah. of color. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like design, the, the garments are so difficult to understand. Yes. I Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I will talk about it more on the runway. Um, but um, okay, since yeah, we're we're kind of like short on time, the we're I'm not gonna go through. Um, actually, if if there are any other interactions with Christian before we go to model fittings, let's see. Um, because you have like chastity no. and then shirtless bones. Um, shirtless or, bones are very funny. Or bones and mesh. <laughs> bones and mesh. No, I don't really have much to add to that. No, yeah. not really. Um, I do want to point out something. It's only real quick. And it's also just like shout out to people. Uh, shout out to the listeners <laughs> who watch Housewives. Um, but uh, so there's a commercial break. And this time when Christian is in the workroom, when we come back from commercial break, there is this song that's playing that is perfectly tied in with chastity just improvising on top of it we have katie in the background or katie at the work table dancing to chastity just riffing and whoever does the music and i i want to again like i listen to this podcast called watch what crappens and i've been a long time listener they have a they have a uh it's a bravo podcast they talk about housewives but they have a long-running joke that the pe- the person who makes these songs is called trixie monocle and so whenever i hear these this music and if the more uh, housewife it sounds the more I think about Trixie and I think I'm like okay Chastity and Trixie have been working in the studio and coordinated this intro together you know so Chastity's dropping a mixtape and then the producer is you know Trixie Monocle just doing a crossover Project Runway anyway but if you'll re-watch the episode and listen to this the intro beat is and it's on the same um, key and it's tied with Chastity I love it anyway anyway because Chastity just can't stop singing and I don't want her to stop hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. so yeah so let's let's uh you know next we have the models come in and um we have uh moments i think there's a moment with octavio and um uh and Didi, uh but we we hear that there are 20 yards in this outfit and we'll get to that <laughs> when we get to the runway but anything in this section with with the model fitting that stood out to you uh, model fittings. Well, there's that to- there's that moment with Zayden. Zayden calls home. Oh, that's that's um that's after the model oh, fitting. Next. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Then no. Then yeah. No. Okay. No, sorry. Okay. Um. So we'll get to that on on the runway. Um. Okay. Got yeah. It. And I think I have like a I have a note about like let Katie be Mormon. <laughs> notes in here but i'll talk about that later so the models go home and the designers go home and this is where zayden gets that really um dire phone call from um their partner uh yeah yeah so and and this is about uh, did you want to say something about that well i mean it doesn't really come up on the runway which is great but also heartbreaking yeah yeah 
you know, we can we can talk about it whenever you want. Okay, yeah. But no. it was just really sad. Yeah, we can talk about what it was because I do think that this affects the process. Um, because Zayden's yeah. partner calls and is really apologetic. It's like, you know, I know you're going through a lot. This is a bad time to 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 spring this on you. But essentially, um, uh, uh, their partner is at home and found what where we can sort of surmise is an eviction notice or something about um, eviction. So I think Zayden's partner um, is staying in the apartment to sort of like handle that or, or to prevent something from happening. But Zayden is um, stressed out. (laughs) Uh, You know, like life is happening outside of project runway and, um, and their partner is, so supportive on the phone and really apologetic of course for like having to bring it up and um yeah yeah, and we don't talk about this like this is this is life and to kind of think about the decisions that Zayden ends up making I can feel like they're tied or not able to make I would say it is tied to um this news about you know possibly like some type of rent issue back home I know yeah I know and I thought Yes, the partner was amazing. Um, but again, fashion is also this. Yes, yes, this is also fashion. Because we get the portfolio. And that's we all. know that Zayden, right. you know, and Zayden talks about, like, I got into SCAD on a full scholarship, but still um, lived yeah. homeless, um, scraped by, and kind of talks about that reality of it, too. Um, and that, you yeah. know, it's just really tired of struggling. Um, it's also... Yeah. Um, the timing of this episode too like it's you know in a in a weird way and we can kind of see this in an exploitative way um, it raises the stakes because this is a there is a monetary prize so um, so it's kind of you know yes this is fashion but also again in terms of timing of this news and also the airing of it during this you can kind of think about you know it being also being used in this kind of gross way to raise the stakes for Zayden and getting this, uh, right. this, uh, this prize. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the workroom. They all go to sleep. They wake up, <laughs> they, <laughs> they go to the workroom and um, it's time to just kind of get ready for everything. Um, it seems like th- this is also, they, so there's five hours until the runway. And this is also the time that they get to see, um, the collab, their uh, the accessories that their collaborators made for the first time, and it seems like everyone is thrilled, except for Coral. Um, so Coral is is paired up with Lynn, who's a milliner. Lynn pulls out the piece, um, the hat, and is like, "Oh, this is a two piecer, you know." So there's two parts to this, blah blah. And as soon as that hat comes out, Coral's face drops because. It's a different shade of red from the dress that Coral is working on. Um, and what happens is uh, essentially um, Coral makes a decision to cover up the hat in the lace fabric that the dress is made out of. Um, oh, my goodness. We can talk about this on the runway. <laughs> but I don't know if you have any okay. thoughts about this decision. Did, did you want no, to say no, I'll save it. I'll save it for the runway. Oh my God. Okay. So, yeah. And then we have, okay. So let's actually, let's get to the runway. So, um, cause essentially we go through and it's mostly like a lot of like 
ooing and eyeing and screaming and like project screaming over these gloves um and uh you know dd kind of like walking everywhere down around the run around the uh, the the workroom as if it's already the runway um and and of course like bones is leaving on scragglies it's calling them scragglies on on the dress and it's just like okay all right so let's go to the runway um where we have brandon maxwell being the judge for the first part and then elaine walter roth will be the judge on the on the uh latter part and uh listeners this is where you can go into the show notes and click on the link to get to our cheat sheet so you can follow along with us as we um, talk about these looks in runway order. Our guest judge is Stephen Kolb, CEO of the Council of Fashion Designers of America, CFDA, which is the main prize of uh, this, um, of, of Project Runway. Um, it's one of the additional prizes that Project Runway added on when they came back to Bravo from Lifetime. And the prize specifically is a mentorship at CFDA. Um, so yeah, so it's incredible that yeah. he's here and it's also feels early, but I think also great because, um, this is the, this is the challenge that will determine the top 10. So it's great because at least he'll be able to see a good chunk of the designers and not like the last few we'll say. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yes. All right. Let's get to it. And first we have Didi wearing Nalen's hat. But mm-hmm. is this Nalen's dress? So what did you think of this one? Um, let's see. You know, I have to tell you that I was really underwhelmed by Octavio's garment. Mm. It was very expected. I was like, okay, so here's the polka dots. It's ruffle in a big hat. We've seen that or some version of that in every episode already. Yes. Yeah. Right? Right? Am I being like unnecessarily no, harsh about but this? But also the color. We've only, Octavio has not gotten the critique of how much black and white um, they use in the, all, of, all of his designs. Like it's black and white or there was that one where he was forced to make red, the very first challenge. But I thought the yeah I thought the fabric was expected like polka dots is not really anything really interesting and we've seen these this billowiness before and I really do feel like Dee Dee helped this outfit quite a bit. Um, oh yes, being able to carry that huge hat box and to wear the hat as well like I feel like Dee Dee's proportions and the way they're able to handle the fabric was you know was really wonderful but i i agree with you it wasn't my favorite it was very i mean okay. it was very I, okay you know i i like otavio's talent otavio's on my bracket um but i think sometimes if you're not really paying close attention to sort of the dimensions of what you're making you kind of end up like creative people kind of end up making something that um Let's the technique do all the work, but there's nothing new. Mm-hmm. So, for example, yes, there's control of craft. Yes, there's a big wow runway moment. Yes, there's an interesting play of proportion between the hat and the hat box. But, like, it, it all feels very just optically frivolous and not mm-hmm. necessarily interesting when we break it down. Yeah. Um, and I think Octavio is capable of so much more. Um yeah. I so t- yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like ready for that more. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. 
Um, and I, yeah, I think the fabric also is doing all the work as well. Just sort of like, you know, yeah, hypnotizing yeah. you <laughs> with those circles and right. waves. Um, exactly. Okay. So next we have bones and, you know, I actually like the way this walked and, but what kind of gives me pause is bones recognizing that this dress is drowning out the model Cassandra but Bones doesn't care. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that kind of means that whoever wears this doesn't really matter. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because um, I I kind of thought this was such a mess. Like it really was a mess. Um, the the Just sort of the way the fabric was together, the ruffles. Um, it I think it was also really mostly I enjoyed seeing it bounce um, and also just sort of, you know, uh, intrigued by it not falling apart um, because it's so bottom heavy. But other than that, I just thought, oh no, you've drowned out the model. Um, and you've also kind of drowned out the hat as well. Yeah. And I thought, my gosh, I thought whatever was under that dress, there was sort of like some skin tight, shiny material underneath it. I was like, maybe that would have been enough. Yes. Maybe you didn't need to make these technical ruffles. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, but I actually thought, okay, for, uh, okay, for the, for what Bones wanted to produce, just like emerging out of water, you know, sea foam kind of situation, um, it's okay, but it's, like it's one thing to like fabrics for looking at them move or thinking about moving in them. Retail reality is a totally different thing. Yeah. And retail reality is a portion of what they're reading this through. Yeah. And I have a hard time understanding why Bones thinks this might work on that level. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, you know? I totally agree. All right. So next we have Coral. <laughs> with what I said in my notes is an F you to her milliner. And I was like, poor Lynn. Okay. So we have this, <laughs> we have this outfit um, that is uh, lace and we get to finally see, and I think the, the judges finally get to see um, the detail of the macrame um, and, and also sort of the detail of the dress. This, this dress is hand sewn. It's hand stitched together. Mm. Um and we, we, but we do not see that hat. That hat is covered up. And, and Coral yeah. sort of like used this. I think she kind of twisted her story into thinking of it as something that was more Spanish or more veiled than she anticipated because she just mm -hmm. covered up that hat. And I don't like that. I don't like it. So this, I, I did not like this. Yeah. I don't think it's interesting at all. Yeah. Yeah. None of it none of it i just feel like okay it's it's lace i'm sure it took a lot of work and that's the thing this is the, the same thing with octavio too it's like you've spent a lot of technical expertise doing something that we've seen before a lot yeah yeah um and i still think that she needs more time or you know again the macrame is somewhat on the front but it's mostly being used with this fringe effect on the back. Um, and I'm glad that again, she's using um, other colors so they can see, but I, I feel I'm okay. I, I know that some listeners are over the macrame, but hmm. I, I can't, I'm a crafty person. I love craft. 
I love crochet. Yeah. I'm into it. I can see it all day long. I want her to go further. I think she can use more of it. It it could have been yeah. an all macrame dress. Forget the lace. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what and I that would have been and that would have been so much more interesting than letting the fabric be the statement. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like if she did that in black, it still would have been okay if it was all it was just that technique. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, let's go to Christina. And let's see here. Um, yeah. Um, I love this look. <laughs> I loved it with I the bag. Too. I loved it with the shoes. Um, it's disrespectful to the shoes, but in this case, at least she didn't cover up the shoes with the bag. <laughs> she didn't put the shoes yes. in the bag and walk down the runway barefoot and be like, oh yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> I was fine with it. I love this look. Um, Me too. I thought it yeah. was great. I can see you wearing this, honestly. Oh my gosh. I even like the shoes. Yes. Yes. Especially the shoes. I love that the cuffs are rolled up. You know, that's so in right now. I'm so glad that that style is back. That's, that's how I used to wear my jeans in middle school. And um, I'm just really into the volume and the layering i thought the the layers were really really beautiful and wonderful um and matchy matchy in a way that i actually like nice. i was like i didn't think i would like this matchy matchiness but i'm all right with it yeah it it worked it, well the, the textures were different enough the shapes were different enough it was more of a story than like it was complimentary right um El and, elements and we, and we kind of skipped over this but um christina sort of like answered that I think like initial question that producers asked designers at the very beginning of the season like what kind of designer are you and she's like oh well actually I see myself as a curious designer because my grandfathers all of my grandfathers and my father all worked in a spaceship factory <laughs> and so she thinks about the future wow. and her um uh, her collaborator who's Lauren Brinker's was like, oh, so you're into this futuristic thing. And and I think Metallic came up. She's like, well, actually, actually, here are some Metallic shoes that I made. And I source things from cowboys from the West. And Christina's yeah. like, oh, let's bring the cowboy from the West to Mars. And this is what you have. <laughs> I, I mean, love it. I That is. I that inspiration was like, uh, to me, I was like, oh, okay. But then, I mean, if that's what it took to get this result, fine. Yes, fine. Yeah, I I love but, how weird it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was also kind of like an out there kind of kind of deal, but it's just like, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Next, we have Katie. What did, What did you think about this? Oh dear. So sad. No. I mean, just so sad because it just doesn't make any sense. Like the proportions are very strange. Again, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. There's proportions. There's this, like, we don't even get to see these. I find these prints possibly beautiful. By the way, this is very contemporary Mary Mecco, mm -hmm. right? We all mm -hmm. think about like Mary Mecco is a brand. I, I don't, when I say Mary Mecco, I don't mean the designer, the designer passed away, but the house is always working with different prints. There's some stuff here that the, the prints, the print color palette is very contemporary in Mary Mecco. Yeah. So like I, but we don't get to see them because they're all ruffled up, Yeah. you know, and, and the proportions are sort of like, 
very strange. And again, it's completely infantilized. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could go on. And then the shoes, I don't know. I know that it was the designer, Rebecca, who said, oh, 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 let's, let's put pink shoelaces on the yellow shoes. But I thought, why not just yellow shoelaces on yellow shoes when a dress is that busy? Exactly. Like there's so much going on. You don't need to add on and pile on more things. Because it, 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 it feels like there's, again, talking about a lot of ideas and, you know, the judges will talk about that a little bit, um, talk about all these ideas in with Bones, for instance. And I think there are all these ideas with Katie, too. And I also kind of wonder about this ruffling of this beautiful fabric, because I, I, I agree. Is it also a form of hiding? <laughs> like, is that a form of insecurity? And not, and not saying that it's a lack of confidence, but maybe it is, or a lack of awareness that, um, that you don't have to do or show so much, um, especially when the fabric you've already done so much to the fabric. She's worked the fabric that though that's hers, so she's painted on it. It's from a watercolor painting, and then you make it into this thing that has so many folds that hide a lot of it from us. And I'm just wondering about that. Yeah. And what pains me is that what Katie's wearing is so much better than what Katie made. Yeah. That always happens. <laughs> always happens. But in, in this case, it's like, Oh, we can see the print. Like we can see how it's supposed to look. Right. Like it's actually interesting. Right. You know? Right. <sighs> um. Okay. So next we have Zayden. Oh wait, no. I'm I'm so sorry, Chantal. Oh my gosh, this is so terrible. So we have Chantal. Yes. And you know, it's some. It's the inspiration is Phoenix rising from the ashes. Um. And um, Chantal is paired again with um uh with Aziza Abdullah Nicole, and and Nicole and that um the clasp in the front is the accessory. Um, yeah. I thought this was a little too simple and, but also too much at the same time with a yeah. scarf around the neck where I thought, mm, I don't think you need the scarf. Um, but I kind of wish that there was something less subtle about the accessory as well. Um, uh, I, I like yeah. how cohesive and coherent it is because it is actually something that you would need to hold a garment together, I think. But um, I kind of was hmm. hoping Chantal would win this, and this wasn't a winning look to me. So. Yeah, I didn't understand why it needed to sweep the floor. Oh, hmm. you know, yeah, thinking about that. Like that didn't that didn't need to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, but I was like, eh, not bad. Yeah, you know. Then right. we have Zayden. Then we have Zayden. Whoops, sorry. Zayden. Um, this beautiful fabric oh my beautiful fabric gosh yeah and very strong fabric and yeah the this and i and i thought about this like this to me and the bag doesn't make a lot of sense yeah so um and yeah zayden did a lot uh in the few minutes before the runway um and a lot is too much up top so too much earring (laughs) too much (laughs) necklace um, there is even like a a Wonder Woman bracelet on the left uh, left wrist. There's a lot happening in terms of, of accessories. Um, and then the bag, the waste management bag. So talking about like waste management, like this was uh, not not a not a great use of resources, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, right. it's not bad. It's not bad. No, it isn't. It isn't. What What did you think I, of it? I thought it was okay. Styling yeah. issues, but overall, I thought it was a safe. Like it was a, a safe look. Yeah. Same. A safe look. Same. And that's fine. You know. Um. All right. Next, we have Aaron, and Aaron has such a great model who's able to twirl out of this coverall so well because so this is the coverall Ooh. slash uh sw- a bathing suit that goes with this swiss army knife of bags <laughs> right right um i i also thought this along the same lines with chantal that it was just not enough the bag yeah. has so much work to it. it looks like the accessory designer worked their ass off and then aaron was like mm, i'll make this thing and i know that's not that's not re- that's not right I, I you know i know that aaron worked really hard on it but it kind of in proportion just felt too easy in my opinion. I agree. I really agree. Yeah. I was very underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Oh, and in the, in the end, there was no need for a ruffle oh. at the bottom. Like, come this, on, people. This group, they it, love a ruffle. And I don't understand no, why. No, this show needs one fluffy ruffle and that's on this podcast. Everybody else needs ah! to let it go. <laughs> That's it. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> all right. So next we have chastity. So, okay. I made a note about um, this interaction with, with, with chastity's interaction with Christian is, is I feel like some of the designers are able to speak fluent Christian. And I think chastity has, hmm. has done it where she was working in the workroom and Christian comes by and goes, Oh, the back is cute. And she was like, but not the front. He was like, mm, yeah, the front needs work. Um, so what did you think of, of this of this outfit? Of Chastity's? Yes. I, I didn't like it. I I did not like it at all. I, I don't think it fit the model well. I was a little bit disappointed. Mm. What about you? Yeah, same. Like, I thought, I didn't think that Chastity really resolved the front. And that's why I brought up that conversation with, with Siriano. But also, not enough eyes. This could have been such a fun outfit with this, um, with this bag. And and as excited as Chastity was when she got the bag with the eyes, I thought that maybe she would be a little bit more bolder with matching that aesthetic in in a way. Um, yeah. But she wasn't. And I know if you look really closely at the the cuffs or the the forearms. That there are eyes, there are things that are like, you know, attached there on the model, but that's it. And then you have a black outfit, and then and then the contrast in color is orange. Um, it's a tough color combination as well, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like it's okay. It's just like, um, I, I just think the fit was not great. Yeah, I, and that, I agree. that was unfortunate. All right, so next we have Anna and Sally Reardon. Oh, I haven't been saying their names, sorry. But the, uh, all of the names of the, the accessory designers are on the cheat sheet, so mm, sorry. Um, yeah, so next we have Anna and Sally. Um, what did you think about yeah. this? Yeah, you know, for me, it's really Anna and Mimi. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, Can I just say? I love this. I love uh... this. Because, okay, I'll, to be honest, this dress is so meh. It's so meh. I think yeah. the collaboration with Sally, I think 
this is what I love how the chainmail is is like again incorporated into the look, incorporated into the design. And of course, this is because of the type of accessory that they're working with. Not all the designers could do that, but I love how um, integral it is. But um, Mimi is doing a lot of work for this dress, and this is the second time that Mimi has basically held up the the construction or the silhouette of the dress. It all depends on Mimi's arms. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. Um, but I can never get enough of Mimi walking anything. Oh, me too. But you know what? I thought this was, this dress is meh, but it's like, it really is doing a great job showing off that um, hardware. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. All right. So next we have Praje and Katie Sue Nicholas. <laughs> what did you think about this? Oh my God! It all it made me cry. <laughs> oh. Because and let me, let me get to my notes. Because um. Oh my God! When this came around the corner, I just thought, oh, this is great. Like I just I love the silhouette. I love the color, and I love the turban. Um, and this is something that Project is known for. It, it, um, this is something that um, is a is a that you know he made it is something that he does for his line um, back at home. But as it's walking the runway, he he goes, um, Project is like I'm thinking of the greatest woman. He's like when I see this walking down down the runway, I'm thinking of the greatest woman who ever lived. My grandmother, mm -hmm. her name was Andrea. Oscar Jean-Baptiste. She was married at the age of 18 to the love of her life. And I'm only honored to be her grandson. And I'm just like, oh, it's just, it's so there's, and there's something else besides that, that I think there is like a lot of emotion in it. And I think because we're coming off of a, a runway where, um, and I think a, a few runways where, where Praje has sort of been up and down, but to sort of see this vintage look and also that it's inspired directly from, um uh you know living in haiti growing up in haiti and then um the, the an inspiration and we have a lot of grandma inspirations <laughs> on, yeah. on this episode too but i think the um i think the 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 outfit goes so well with the gloves and we see later that the gloves the fabric is um i think the gloves are a leather um, or something like maybe like some type of leather and it, it's matched with the fabric of, uh, of the dress so beautifully. And so I kind of thought as a collaboration, this was my favorite. This is my favorite look on the runway. <laughs> nice. I thought it was really well executed. I thought it was a really great idea. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good to see Praget do something they're proud of. Mm -hmm. You know, this was like really, really enjoyable. Yeah. I, yeah, I just thought it was great. Yeah. All right. Great. So that was the end of the runway. And uh, we have Brandon who's congratulating them on a great show with some great collaborations. And I agree. I feel like, you know, even though some of the, the looks I didn't like so much, I, I felt like this runway was, was very fresh and I really enjoyed seeing other designers in the workroom. Um, I'm kind of hoping that this is a spinoff <laughs> trial um, because do you remember there was an accessory show like a Project Runway's accessory 
thing. I, am I, I hope I'm remembering that correctly. I, I, I don't know, but don't, but that's, that doesn't mean that okay. it didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm wondering, like I, I would trust, I would trust you over me on this. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm remembering that correctly. Um, listeners, if you guys remember, if it's just me, but again, I, I would love to see a nut, like a project runway only accessories and then have there be frequent crossovers. That would be so great. Anyway, mm. just an idea. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we can get into um, uh, our judging and if they start off by calling off our safe designers and the designers who are safe this week are Aaron, Anna, Chastity, and Chantal. Were you surprised by any of these? No, I mean, actually, um, Chastity being safe, I was like, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm glad Chastity was safe because I definitely want Chastity on the show. Yeah. But in terms of the look, I was like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a little worried about that too. But also, I think it's interesting. They left seven designers on the stage. So there's, I don't know, like a top four and a bottom three. I don't know. I don't really know, but I also wonder if they're yeah. doing this because we're still sort of doing a surprise, like, let's see who got, who's the next one, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, so Brandon hands off the, um, the hosting duties to Elaine Welteroth and she's like, all right, let's bring out one of our favorite looks of the night. And it's like, dun, 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 who is this? And of course the first one is Prajay. And I wanted this to be last. Cause I was like, oh no, I don't want project to go first i want project to be the last designer <laughs> all out because anyway my favorite um so project discuss or you know offers um w- like where is she going so she's going to a party <laughs> at the haitian in crystals in crystals um and she's going to go she's going to a party with he doesn't say this but he said it's backstage like he's going, she's going to go party with the kennedys um at the haitian palace and yeah, um, yeah, they just they really really love this piece. It also gave Elaine Welteroth chills. And mm. let's see here. Um, I thought something that Nina said was really great was you know he was able to tame the exuberance of the gloves, where it was simple, but it didn't um, get drowned out by these elaborate flowered gloves. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Good feedback. Great, great feedback. Great feedback. Then we get to Elaine Wathroth announcing, unfortunately, this got one of our lowest scores, and it's dun-dun-dun. It's Satan. I know. Yeah. I I kind of, like, again, I kind of feel like, okay, really? Like, Zayden gets a lower score than Chastity? You know, and I feel like Elaine would And by the you. way, I love them both. <laughs> I love them both. I you know, I love them both. Yeah. I think they both should be in the competition. None of, neither one of them should go home tonight. But I feel like, you know, one thing that the guest judge, I hope I'm not jumping the gun by saying this, but it does happen here, mm-hmm. that the guest judge, the CFDA person does say, I love those sleeves, which I thought were really innovative and went really well with the panels yes. and with the, like the stripe and the movement of the fabric. Um so I thought, okay, well, that's a great thing that one could say about this outfit. And I thought everybody was sort of reacting to, 
like it was too much styling and everybody was like, oh, take off the earrings. And I thought, no, leave the earrings, leave the length of color, get rid of that necklace, mm -hmm. get rid of the choky, get rid of that choky pokey thing and just let that neckline be the neckline. I did not think that neckline was inappropriate. Somebody said, oh my God, you can see a little bit of breast. Well, so what? People oh, really? Have I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like modest enough. I don't think it was conservative, but I don't think it was out there. I thought it was perfect for summer in a familiar setting or familial setting. You know, not something you wear to a meeting, but something you can wear with your friends. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and I so, kind of was thinking about it, especially from last week with the um, <laughs> with so many people doing different types of plunging necklines and who hmm. got called out for that as being like, kind of vulgar and who didn't get called out for that and I wonder if it's because like if if a model has like like a bigger bust like bigger breasts I think it mm. freaks out the judges where then the neckline if it plunges is like mm, we saw some of mm, saw a little bit of like yeah more skin you know, it's like okay I think God. it's I think it's um uh models who have like bigger breasts compared to models who have less um, going up there and it's like if you can see like a curve and they're like oh no we can see the bottom of a breast and I'm like okay all right calm down yeah it's annoying it's yes. entirely classist and very very annoying just, and irrelevant to the market but somehow people like to pretend you know? I mean where are the days where Nina Garcia would get so mad that you couldn't wear a bra with outfits because you know I felt like I felt seen there <laughs> <laughs> now they're totally off of it they're like oh yeah no we don't care you can walk around without a bra and it's like fine it's like well some people can some people choose not to some people choose to wear a bra anyway um so yeah anything else about about Zayden here mm, no I just you know what I just want to say that I really really respected Zayden's dignity here to just make it about the outfit yes you know and did not give the show an opportunity to sort of oh like oh my gosh uh, capitalize on their personal life and on their personal struggles. Thank so you. I thought that Zayden was in full control of themselves. And I was just like in internally cheering for Zayden. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out because um, yeah, sort of how there's something about, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. I kind of, this popped into my head because I'm also watching um, great British Bake Off and I'm not spoiling anything but it's it's just airing in the US on Netflix and they're getting down to the semifinals and this last episode I think it was the semifinals yeah the semifinals it was so technical and something was happening that I, that popped into my head I'm like I wish Project Runaway were more like this where um, they would you know, there's some really hard challenge. They go to each of the bakers and they go like, oh, okay. And maybe they ask, but the bakers are like, the reason why I'm mixing it this way is because I need to get more air in it because this kind of dough needs blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to, you know, uh, I don't want to touch it too much because of X, Y, Z. And hmm. but on Project Runway, when we have these talking heads, it's mostly about building up this emotional story for us to have these stakes built in where mm -hmm. I, or to build up drama, for instance, or to have like some type of commentary on drama. And I would love for them to talk about these technical things like Zayden. <laughs> I would love to know why Zayden chose to attach the sleeves the way they did. 
So there's like this mm-hmm. really nice unfinished shoulder going on when you look really closely at it. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really roughly, but I also, I'm just like, was that also sort of like a collaboration with the bag maker? Because the bag maker also kind of has these, um, uh, a lot of things going on. They, and plus um, Zayden and um, uh, their accessories partner, Keela Stewart talked about their indigenous background. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that's a part of that as well. Just, I want to know more about the processes and sort of great British Baker office doing what I wish project Runway would do. Mm. Anyway, cool. That was my side there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so we leave from, um, from Zayden and, uh next we have oh my gosh so sorry like i lost myself in my notes oh um, wait let me look at my notes um after zayden oh goodness we have uh, the red dra- um coral? oh yes yes yeah so yeah, do you have coral and elaine ex- describes it as the next look was collectively one of our favorites and she says that because mm-hmm. elaine agrees with you patricia that it doesn't doesn't deserve to be in the bottom. Um, I'm wondering mm. if that's why we have I don't know seven people because there was a little bit of a fight. But mm. the next look, they all agreed deserved to be on top, and that's the one that we I think both agree <laughs> doesn't really deserve to be on top. And that's Coral. Um, yeah. But I thought this was funny because they're just like, hey, uh, you, and she's like, my name is Coral. And we're like, okay, Coral, nice to meet you. We've uh, wait. What is your name again? Carl. My name is Carl. They're like, all right. Anyway, <laughs> she's never been in front of the judges. And they're all just like, oh, well, there you are. But anyway, she explains that the dress is about mystery um, and uh, inspired by Spanish women and um, and also shoehorns a little bit in this like emotional story about um the stresses of running a business during covid and Hmm. um i elaine gets at what bugged me the most so elaine asks so uh is the hat essentially supposed to be a structure that supports the veil more so than a hat on its own and crow just emphatically goes yes and i'm just like lynn was done wrong (laughs) Lynn <laughs> was done yeah. wrong. We do not see that hat. Like, how yeah. dare you guys knock Zayden for out designing his bag? He didn't. That bag didn't yeah. float underneath these sleeves. Like Zayden didn't again design sleeves to cover up the bag completely. But Coral covered up the hat. There yeah. is an accessory. Yeah. Anyway. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I didn't like it. No, but, I'm glad yeah. you pointed that out. I'm really glad you pointed that out. Yeah, I'm just yeah, and I'm not saying like the outfit is bad. I just feel like where what are the rules? <laughs> and I and again no. like if you feel so um like emotional about like running a business and also think about Chantal, and you know as like it's sort of thinking about what what this is about and the opportunity of of a collaboration. Um, Coral was, wasn't willing to risk the slight shade of red that in indifference, you know, it, it, to me, it was very strange and, 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 um, and incredibly selfish and Lynn yeah. seemed to be pretty much okay with it. But, um, oh my God, I don't, 
you know, if Lynn responded in any other way besides collaborative, then it was off camera. Cause yeah. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Uh, no, I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Nothing to add. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. So let's move on. <laughs> and according to Elaine, unfortunately, the next look got one of our lowest scores. Dun, dun, dun. It's bones. It's bones. Yes. But Bones loves this dress and Bones is not going to take, I just predicted. I'm like, okay, let's see how this is going to go. I don't think, I don't think Bones is going to take any criticism, anything constructive. So yeah. Um, yeah. So the, I think the judges I... sort of like admit that there is something interesting going on there, but they're not really, they're not into it. Like again, it swallows up the model and it also competes for the hat. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just thinking. I think that Bones does something really interesting here. Okay. I think that, I think when Bones calls out and says, okay, I've heard you say that twice in a row now. What do you mean? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know I this moment. Thought, is it okay to mention it now? We'll yeah. Oh, I'll, cause I'll, I'll say it. So it, it's, um, uh, it's towards Brandon because Brandon has yeah. states again, like, oh, I think that what is happening here is that through the competition, you're always using each challenge to challenge yourself and to find yourself. And, and then, and then that's, yeah, that's basically what Brandon says. Which I, yeah. And Bones kind of pushes back against that in a way that I really appreciated because I think that. So here's, I look at Bones as somebody who is used to creativity. Like, yeah. right, we have, we've had contestants on Project Runway that are like, okay, let's just take myself, for example. I'm a photographer and now I make fashion. I grew up <laughs> taking pictures and now I make clothes, right? Yeah. Have no, okay, well, actually, that's not a good idea, a good comparison because I think there is creativity in photography, au contraire to what history might want to mm-hmm. convince us of. But what, what I mean is like, I, I do see Bones as coming from, creative creativity a very complementary creativity dimension yeah. that complements fashion and in one so dance that is used to very technical feedback mm-hmm. right very technical feedback and very exacting feedback on movement and on sequences of movement mm-hmm. so to hear these like very generic platitudes from Brandon, no offense to Brandon, they're not helpful. And I feel like, you know, we all struggle with how the show is very loose with its rules and Mm -hmm. very, you know, whatever. So I think I actually really appreciated Bones pushing back a little bit by asking people, what do you mean? Like, you know, Bones didn't say, can you be more specific? But I thought that's what was being asked. Yes, I agree. And I thought Bones did a really great job of like not being too defensive and just being like as graceful as one can be when people don't like what you make, but they're giving you this like blanket platitude mm-hmm. as opposed to being more exacting about what's not actually working. And and it's, it's really condescending to tell an adult that you're finding yourself mm-hmm. because finding yourself is like the, the point of life, you know? So it's sort of like, I don't know. I thought there was, it was a strange comment and I thought Bones did well by pushing back against a judge that wasn't being helpful. What do you, what did you think? Yeah, I agree because there is some, 
like pseudo psychoanalyzing that Brandon was trying to do because you don't know bones you know you've only seen bones on the runway and to kind of to me it felt like like a like a psychological read in a way and going a little bit too or attempting to go too deep sort of beyond I think Brandon's expertise and also Brandon's experience with bones um and and I don't really know what that's about, and I don't know if that's like a production thing where they're trying to get some like emotional thing going on. But I I really like how you're pointing out Bones's background as a dancer, because to me I I've just kind of gotten I'm like you know critique rolls off of Bones's back in a way, mm-hmm. and I think like uh when when Christian came over, um in in the workroom. There is something about, oh my gosh, Christian said something. I can't remember what it was, but um, let's say Christian was like, all these ruffles is a problem. And then Bones just goes, no. And so there's, <laughs> I feel like there's a couple things going on. I think, I think, okay, here I am like psychologically, psychoanalyzing. Like I've, there's some, it, so what we've seen from Bones and um, Bones' reaction to criticism or even to conflict um, it doesn't seem to penetrate on a personal level. Like I don't like Bones hasn't gotten like super angry, even with that whole scuffle with Christian at the beginning that everyone freaked out. Like, oh my God, you pissed off Christian Siriano. You told Christian that he doesn't matter. Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Bones is like, oh, okay. All right. And apologize later. Mm-hmm. But there also is this weird shield that as a bracket holder, as both of my bracket, like yeah. I am very worried about because then that's why I thought any kind of negative critique bones is not going to receive that um but i also feel like bones is like maybe um able to be in a creative field because there is this resilience in a way but i also think that that resilience is kind of coupled with a bit of resistance where i wish that someone could get in there and say something but i feel like um you know bones is on the bottom and and it doesn't knock or if it does knock bones, like we don't see it um, at all. And it's just sort of, it's like, I don't, I know they don't like this dress, but I love it. And I've, I I feel like that's true, but I also um, am worried that, um, you know, there isn't any room for the growth that critique can give you if you let a little bit of that, of that penetrate. And that's, it's painful. <laughs> it's painful when you let that in a little bit, especially about mm-hmm. something that you really love. And if you don't understand why, like, but I love this so much. Like, why doesn't anyone respond to it the way I want them to, or the way I'm responding to it? Um, there's, there's like a lot of confusion and a lot of negotiation you're, you're doing with how you feel and other people's feel. And that's hard. And I don't think I have not seen bones do that. Um, mm-hmm. When bones is in the bottom bones is like, I don't care. And I, and I kind of just, believe that um that's how it's going to continue wow i I have it does it does make sense (laughs) no i don't think it's too much i do think that there's something that bones does that i associate usually with models which is or at least not not all models but i think the ones that work a lot Mm -hmm. um or the ones that just most of the ones that do this which is they're used to getting critique all the time so they're not haha all puns intended they're not ruffled by it you know they're just like oh this is a critique this is your opinion okay i'm going to try my best next time and i'm going to stand by what i do no matter what so i actually think that's a sign of like i do think bones understands 
I think Bones understands, okay, people don't like it. Okay, I need to learn why. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're seeing that process on camera. And I kind of don't blame Bones because there's cameras everywhere and they're intrusive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's actually a maturity to Bones as a performer that I think actually helps. Yes. Yeah. But do not take the critique so personally because look at what, look at at Katie. Katie crumbles under any kind of critique and I think excuse me that's what the show sort of counts on in a way whereas Bones is like okay this is critique I'm used to this I'm used yeah. to people critiquing my body my physique my movement because I'm a dancer mm-hmm. you know and, and models do this all the time and they have to do this all the time yeah. because that's all you do is you get criticized every day right so don't be too scared because I think that Bones is also very new so if anything I would be more nervous because Bones is still like new learning how to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Through fashion. Yeah. Right. But that's kind of what makes it exciting for me as a, as a viewer. It's like, yeah, that process of learning how to commun- communicate something can be very exciting. Yeah. I, so, because honestly, like, I really loved that Kolb from CFDA. Um, mm-hmm. ask the model to turn around and there's like this bottom panel of just like fabric that clearly Bones has found and put together and Cole's like yes this bottom panel and the back looks like a last minute sewing thing I was confused and Bones was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was like I did that in like the last three minutes and I feel like Bones did that because it was like I'm happy to see that I like this shock of fabric on the back and and I I mean <laughs> I kind of like that but also understanding that in the context of Project Runway, that's not something that's going to translate over. Um, I see that right. as like this instinctual, emotional decision. And um, yeah. and even like the whole dress felt like an emotional decision rather than something that a person's yeah. going to wear. So. Right. Yeah. And this is where I feel like the show can be very annoying. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're making... You're supposed to show yourself and then you show yourself and, and then they say, oh, oh it's not oh, wearable. It's too specific. Right? So, so <laughs> yeah. it's sort of like any kind of all this nebulousness can be sometimes gives a lot of room for people to just be like, well, I don't like it because of this. Yeah. When that criteria wasn't stated. Right. So I think if the challenge was to work with the accessory and work on a vision with the designer, no, I don't like what Bones made. I don't like it at all. Mm-mm. But I think Bones is used to being professional mm-hmm. and is being professional. Yeah. Yeah, I totally you agree. Know, that, that's, that's how I'm reading it. So, but I, I, do I think Bones is learning? I think, I think so. We're just not seeing it yet. All right. Okay. I'm hold out hope. Thanks, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Um, we spent a lot of time on Bones. Um, so, for the next person elaine says and let's bring out another one of our least favorite looks and it's dun 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 oh no it's katie oh it's katie Katie. number five uh, bottom number five so oh my god i have so many things to say about this um so i'll just say elaine starts off asking what is what is your process of making this print? Because I think Katie does offer that. Oh, I brought this print from home. And that's when we learned mm-hmm. that it's a watercolor painting that she's turned into a, um, a textile. And 
Oh my God. So I, I feel like we, we, we talked a lot about this last week <laughs> with um, Katie trying to do what the, what the judges told her to do. And then when she did it, got rid of her collars, got rid of um, the, the print and like a lot of the, the signature things and um, got rid of the, the juniorness, the, the, the chic clown was no more. And then everyone is asking, oh, my God. So here we have the sheet clown back. We have the collar. We have the um, the print. And it's just like, well, you know, maybe it was a fabric choice issue. You know, if there's like a lighter weight or maybe it was sheer. Basically what Nalen wore that one time with the hat Didi wore, you know, it could have mm-hmm. been ethereal and beautiful and it would stand out and it would, it, and this stood out because it was just not as elevated. Um, and I, I just kind of wrote in my notes, I'm like, I think they are gaslighting Katie. Wow. Because I, I just could not understand last week with Nina mm. and Elaine and all of them be like, oh, but where are all those things that we hated last time? Why aren't they here? At least there are you. At least we could have eliminated you this week, this week because you keep mm. doing the stuff that we hate. And so then she takes in that. And, and then, and so what you were talking about before about her dress, because Elaine, or no, Nina, she goes, oh, look at this. Um, I see what you're wearing and that is a perfectly fine dress. And then Katie's like, wait, you all told me that this length was matronly. And so I thought, well, maybe I'm matronly, but I cannot use this length on something that I'm showing you. And I just thought that's when I wrote, I'm like, holy fuck. I think they're gaslighting Katie and they're not doing it on purpose. This is not, you know, I'm not saying like, this is something that they're doing intentionally, but this back and forth this pull and take where it's like, we told you we hated this. And then when she stops doing what they hate, she's like, but then they go, but why aren't you doing the thing that we hated? She's like, but you told me you hated it. And like, well, stop listening to us. Listen to your inner voice and do what you want. And then she does what she wants. And they're like, but we hate that. So what is she supposed to do? Anyway, so that's, those are just my thoughts. Well, I think that you have to also put things together as a contestant. And I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, for the sake of editing, they, they can't go through every single thing every time. But I think that, uh, by the way, I, I did like, I loved seeing more of the fabric yes. of, the, of the dress that Katie was wearing. Yeah. Did I like that? No. Would I have liked a different silhouette? Yes. But I thought the fabric was beautiful and Same. it could have been something really interesting. I think when a print is already busy, you don't need big collars. You don't need ruffles. You don't need anything else. Mm-mm. And I, I think that does come down to a confidence in your art that I think Katie hasn't reached yet. I, I totally agree. And especially it's sort of like if you, oh man, so to, to, to kind of think about her backstory too, along in terms of how she's gotten notoriety, which is all through Instagram, you know, mm. in, in contrast to Bones, who I, I, you know, um, who is someone who's worked professionally as a dancer and Katie has worked professionally as a textile designer. Um, and mm. I'm, I'm assuming that, she is very well versed in critique as well, going going through art school as a painter and as a textile designer. But in terms of fashion, sort of the same thing with bones. Um, but with Katie, I'm I'm also thinking about 
the notoriety that she's acquired is mostly virtual and mostly through social media. Um, And so then it's kind of like what happens when you do get voices, like other voices in your head and how, how do you deal with that? Um, But at the same time, I just kind of think that they've been so confusing and also with Kolb, so for instance, so as they're like talking about like what's wrong with this outfit, I actually thought something that Brandon said was trying to get psychological <laughs> again, but actually hit the nail on the head because Katie told us is this what she was doing, where um, Brandon goes, well, the hem, because she ended up doing a high-low hem instead of doing all high because uh, Christian suggested that and she thought it was weird. And she used the word weird when describing a short hem. And so on the runway, Brandon's like, well, you know, that hem looks like you're trying to explain the dress. And Mm. it's almost like you're listening to everyone in your head. And this is one of those occasions where um, I think I I thought I've never thought of a high-low hem as this, as as like a compromise. But I think in Katie's um, uh, situation, it is. Where she's list- this is a high low hymn. <laughs> it's a manifestation of Katie's concept of trying to just please everyone, trying to get the A. And uh it's it's not her voice. Like her dress that she was wearing that Nina loved, that's her voice. And yeah. Yeah. The dress that you and and, and Kolb um being like, oh, you know, you could have like, instead of putting all those buttons around the neck, like, why couldn't that have yeah. been a V? And I'm like, well, she's kind of a she's she's a Mormon <laughs> and I think that's mm-hmm. important in thinking about these outfits and in also in thinking about the length of the dress she's uncomfortable with that because she's she dresses pretty modestly and is not able to communicate that and I think her using even the word weird in the dark uh, not oh my god oh my god this is how long it's, I've been in the dark room all day anyway not in the dark room <laughs> in the work room. oh in the work room in the work <laughs> in the workroom with with christian when christian comes over and is like oh why are you doing a high low hem and not just like a mini and she's like well you know the shortness in the front look weird to me and i would have been like what do you mean by weird why why is it weird to you but that was explained a little bit like i I thought it was explained when katie said like earlier earlier Mm -hmm. uh when katie said well if i'm like playing with my kids and i want to sit down i'm still kind of like I can sit down and I can like cover some of my body. Right. So I thought it was good to think about it in that way. Um, But that was in a talking head. And I'm because that's why I'm all I'm always wondering, like, how much like how can they be helpful? Like, how can you be helpful to Bones? How can you be helpful to Katie? What are what what could Katie say to just be like explaining why am I putting all these buttons and why is everything like a meaty lift length? Um. That it's it's not necessarily let's say not the Mormonism or the tradition or her being used to like you know dressing in um, in a certain way, but it is this practical thing like I'm a mom and that's my perspective. For instance, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Any other thoughts? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, and I wrote in my notes because Katie is like, I'm confident. I'm like, I I think you're competitive. I don't think, I think she's she could be confident, but I think it's competitive. I think that's a really good distinction, and yeah. I think most people are competitive and more more competitive than confident. Yeah, yeah. 
And I actually think Bones is more confident than competitive. Yes. Yes. That makes you know, sense. <laughs> and, but I think that doesn't always, these are just, okay, what I'm describing or what I'm pointing out now are different ways that people receive the world, mm-hmm. not necessarily like how they creatively operate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I feel like you can be a very confident person and then still, still struggle with creating something. Right. Yeah. Um, totally agree all right um ready for the next one yes according to elaine one of the highest scores of the night belongs to the next designer and it's christina oh yeah and uh christina you know christina's mom walks on out and the first question elaine has is so was the handbag also the accessory because it says here that you're you're working with a shoe designer and she's like um uh and christina like does not want to explain this bag because everyone on the runway is laughing at her and i just love this i thought this is such a a, such a lovely moment but also like i kind of want one of those bags again i stand by i stand by it and i totally agree with you that this is like not the time for it um but i feel like she can come back in the next episode with the same bag i just i just think it's hilarious and also hilarious that christina is embarrassed to explain <laughs> what the bag is and also had the original uh brown bag that inspired this bag with her and actually does carry it around all the time because because maybe christina is constantly eating as well anyway yeah but, yeah <laughs> which is good you know i thought uh, listen i actually i didn't think the bag I thought the bag did go great with the outfit. The yes. sort of like, I thought it went, it went great with the shoes. Yes. Actually. That's um, a good point. Huh. And yeah, but I just thought it was like, okay, this is not the challenge to compete with a designer, like mm-hmm. on an accessory, just yeah. like do your garment. You know? But I, I did think it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, next we have, um, Elaine saying, so are you ready for one of the highest scores of the night? I just feel like there should have been music. Anyway, so let's get them out on the runway. And it's Octavio. I know. I know. The collaboration with Rodney Patterson. I know. I wrote oh no in my notes. (laughs) Because I, I, yeah. And Nina, Nina says something. Nina was like kind of wild tonight. Where she's like, I feel like this challenge was made for you, for a person who's obsessed with hats, obviously. And I'm like, I get it. But they all kind of look great in accessories. And if anything, I would have wanted something a little bit more surprising for Octavio. But um, but what I did like about this is that um, there's like a, a buckle. The buckle that's holding the dress um, at the waist was made using um, materials from... Um, from Rodney Patterson's studio and mm-hmm. Octavia made a belt out of that, um, which I thought was really cool. And it didn't compete with the hat so much. Yeah. I, I, I did like the belt very much. It's like, Oh, I wish I found more, more like that. Yeah, um, yeah. If you have like belt buckle belts, sometimes they kind of stick out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one that really sticks out like on the side. So it's like, Oh, okay. I have like buckle belt side angle or something. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I liked it a lot, but I sort of felt like, you know, when Nina said that, I thought, yeah, this challenge was made for what you already know and like about Octavio. Yeah, I agree. Which, 
we've already seen three times yes, or four. I agree. I agree. Ugh. Um. No. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so that is the end of the judging. Um, the judges get to deliberate and, you know, they, they talk and, and, and say things. <laughs> um, nothing particularly new except for we hear that Nina thinks that Praje's outfit borderlines on costume. So that's like a want want, like a knock <sighs> against Praje, which I was devastated by i was like oh no what you mean seriously costume like come on come on how is that I costume mean, uh, c- what compared to um octavio? octavio yes come on uh, it's just ri- it's ridiculous very annoying i feel like that was nina's like slight nudge maybe for octavio and i have a feeling that she scored him very very high or something um hmm Anyway, so so um, any other thoughts coming out um, with you during the judging deliberations? Um, no, no, right. not really. All right. Well, um, so then let's get to it. Uh, uh, Patricia, do you want to ask me who won? <laughs> okay, Ernest, <laughs> please tell us who won this week. Um, from my bracket, it's Christina. Along, nice. along with Christina's collaborator, Lauren Brinkers, they both get to split $25,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a really, I was really happy for that win. Me too. I, I you know, and I, I felt kind of some relief as well. Because um, I think I chose some uh, hit or misses for my bracket. Um, I was Good. really, really worried about um, Christina in terms of like, you know, kind of hitting some, some notes, but I love this outfit. So I was very happy. Very happy with that. Yeah. So do you want to ask me who we, we say goodbye to? Yeah. Patricia, who goes home? So this week we say goodbye to Katie. Yeah. What did you think about this? I thought it was time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I feel like if you hear the same thing several times and it's not, you don't see improvement, then, you know, it's yeah. time to like shift the attention to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of agree. I kind of was just sort of like, you know, yeah, it, it just kind of felt like it. Um, I was, of course, happy that Bones is still around. <laughs> Simply because yeah, I'm also too. competitive. Um, but yeah, but also I like bones and um, I am just, I don't know. So it's, it's almost kind of like just let Katie go home anyway. Yeah. Um, I I want to read our two hot takes from our listeners. We have oh, yes. uh, Jen, who got a shout out at the beginning um, for, for, <laughs> for checking in on your voice, Patricia. Yes. And- thank you, Jen. And so we have Jen and Alicia and I'll say um, Jen, Jen's top four actually was so, okay. So let me actually just read your letter, Jen. So Jen goes, love these four and was okay about Octavio. So the four that Jen loved was actually Anna wearing, uh, or Mimi wearing Anna, I should say, Coral yeah. and Christina 
and Prajay. And yeah. Jen says, um, toss up for me between Christina and Prajay. But it's really Prajay's look that made me swoon. And I freaking agree. I so agree. And well, some- go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say someone said, Oh, I could see I don't know, uh, oh. like Jackie Kennedy wearing this, or I could see Lady Gaga wearing this. Mm-hmm. I thought that was spot on. Me too. Me too. I thought that I yeah. And also, I don't think I don't think Prajay said anything about the um, who was going to be at the party because Prajay told us in a talking head that um, the models going to the Haitian palace to party with the Kennedys in in the sixties or, or maybe it's like a, like in the sixties in the wearing this forties reference outfit, but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I thought that was like very, very, very pointed. And so we have Alicia and Lisa says this episode felt so much better than last episode. It seems like they felt more free. And, um, and Lisa's question is, do you, do you guys think they would have done things differently if they knew who the guest judge was. Um, oh my mm. God, such a good question. Yeah, if they knew yeah. it, was, it was the CEO of CFDA, holy crapness. Yeah. Oh, that's sort of like me with the budget. But with this one, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but maybe it's almost like you you need to be ready for all the judges. And I kind of think maybe this yeah. would have actually added a little bit more motivation for them because they're tired they're all they're they're getting worn out and i think this would have been like a great boost for the stakes also so yeah um okay and so there's seven hot takes here so i'm gonna read the first one first one um i need Prajay's embellished captain's hat and i loved his runway look so yeah Prajay's got this embellished steampunk thing going on that i love i think it's amazing And um, number two, Katie gets in her own way. She limits herself by thinking of how she would wear the design versus what looks best. Mm. That dress should have been a short dress. And she made a clown shoe as if we didn't have enough evidence of her clown couture. I know. Because she did. She did design that color block shoe with her designer. It's partly it is that that shoe was a collaboration. I would agree. And number three, I'm starting to think Octavio is a one trick pony. Elaine saying, one of the highest scores of the night was her overpraising again. His dress had a lot of movement, but it didn't move me. Shrug. Ugh. Yeah. And then also Alicia is, uh, is over the macrame. Enough with the macrame coral. Enough. I say, give me more. <laughs> give me more macrame. <laughs> um, well, I, I say, give me different macrame. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> give me more, but like do something different. Like don't do the same thing. Don't do the same like restrained like you know mm-hmm. trying trying to be elegant macrame yeah. just do something interesting i agree um but i totally get it i totally get it like hopefully you know i you know i'm hoping that she doesn't overuse it too much um okay number five anna is hogging mimi i agree <laughs> anna is hogging mimi because without the dramatics of her clothes just look uh, without the dramatics her clothes just look okay sometimes um mm. oh my gosh alicia i'm so with you on there uh number six i'm disappointed in chastity so um alicia agrees with you patricia that look was boring and yeah. not the most flattering uh man yeah it was just like it's not 
like it's also like kind of front heavy i mean i already said that i don't have to like rehash it um and number seven sometimes i think bones is another casting choice oh no Hmm, i hope not i hope so too i mean because i i would like to think that um that and we've already kind of talked about um you know the 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 bona fides that he has but um yeah i don't know i'm I'm hoping not and i also kind of hope that they chose a lot of these accessory designers thinking of who they would pair them with or who they would kind of mesh with because kind of seeing him with miss ashaka was sort of affirming because you know with them having like uh crystals and um like a like a similar way of describing things and they got along so well Mm -hmm. i'm just like you know you can find like you know your people um yeah but yeah yeah so so thank you alicia and thank you jen um and thank you jill for the correction uh again guys just you know send us your hot takes and and let us know what you're thinking especially since we kind of you know here we are we're almost at two hours but yeah so we we still went through this kind of quickly more quickly than usual so if we missed anything and skipped over anything that you wanted to um comment on send us a note um instagram facebook or or gmail yeah yeah all right so patricia anything else to say um do you have anything to share with our wonderful listeners and then lastly remind them how to find you yeah so i can be found um being very lazy on twitter and instagram these days but they i have the same handle on them both uh, which is sense and sight that's like common sense and optical sight s-e-n-s-e-a-n-s-i-g-h-t um and oh you know i do have i'm in a a show coming up um and it's actually it's a free online show it's organized by the british Uh, journal of photography it's at an online gallery called new art city and i think it's actually going to be i think it's going to open this friday so you can go on there it's like a little virtual show and the show is going to be turned into an nft (gasps) which is a new frontier whoa Whoa. Um, (laughs) so i i don't know what that means i'm sure nothing (laughs) but um (laughs) well i'm not sure but that's what i'm expecting (laughs) yeah like um yeah when i applied for that show that uh, making an nft was not in 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 the brief so i was like really surprised by that Hmm. that's really but but let's see what it is and yeah there's like a cute little pinhole that i made in that show which i saw the preview already it's really cool so um oh so you can um google or look for edition 365 exhibition um from the british journal of photography at new art city and i'll send you the link great yeah and so then once you send me that i'll put in the show notes so by the time you guys um, get this listeners it will be in the show notes so um just go and go there under find patricia and then you'll um be able to click on it and then head over to the show that's amazing oh my gosh what are you up to yeah so um i am Right now, I'm at the tail end of my current show at Tiger Strikes Asteroid in in Brooklyn, yes. and that show is up until December 5th. So I know I'm dating this podcast. So if you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> it's probably it's most likely <laughs> over. But um, the link to that is also in the show notes. Um, I did a performance piece in the space on uh, yesterday. We're recording oh. um, a little bit late. 
but I did a performance piece um, in the space and I think that recording will be available. And if it is, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes and I'll, you know, I'll let, I'll let y'all know. And then yeah. you can find me all over at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E. That's uh, me. Ah, all right. Um, you know, you can find um, our other lovelies. You can find Nalen in the show notes as well. And also, you know, shout out to um, my original co-host, Amelia. You know, you can visit her um, textile shop. It's also in the show notes. Um, and also, I kind of just want to shout out um, uh, another podcast that we really love and that was introduced to um, us through Nalen. That's Linoleum Knife. Ooh, Linoleum Knife, not Linoleum Ugh. linoleum knife and the link to that is also in the show notes um oh man so great um listeners take care of yourselves and each other and um until next time we'll both say goodbye bye, bye.